everybody. This is Just Sold with Brent McIntosh of the McIntosh Group at Remax River City. My name is Brent Griffiths. He is Brent McIntosh. How are you doing today? I'm well. How are you? Fine, thank you. Well, here we go. It's the start of another month. So it's uh, kind of a look back on the past month. Well, let's take a look at what happened in the Metro Edmonton market in the month of April. Yeah, as you know, I like numbers and not everybody likes numbers, but I'm obsessed with them. And so I think that's the best way to gauge what's gone on and more importantly, gauge what might happen next. And so there was some really surprising results from April, Bryn, really surprising. Where do you want to start with this? Good or bad? Well, um, I guess it depends. Yeah. Uh, You you know, uh, uh, one of my coaches in the past, uh, you know, when somebody asks you, uh, how's the market? And and, uh, lots of times us real estate agents will immediately start talking um, without asking a, a really important question, because lots of times we talk about the market from the seller's point of view. And, and so the question that you should ask is that depends, are you a buyer or a seller? So if you're talking about good news or bad news, I, I think the answer here is that depends. If you're a seller, it might not be great news for you. If you're a buyer, yeah, it is great news. And, and for the past three months, we've been talking about how crazy the market is being. And we saw the median sales price here in Edmonton jump in February by $40,000. We saw that jump another 10000 in March. And so it looked like it was just going to keep going through the the ceiling when in fact, for single family homes, the median sales price dropped by $2,000 in April. However, when you take a look at the gains over the previous two months, it's only $2,000. Of course, we're talking about 0.4% drop in the market. So it's not something to necessarily panic about. But what's really interesting about it, Bryn, is that I've never seen it drop in April ever. Really? Not once, not I've, I've been doing this over 22 years and I've never seen a drop in prices in April. That's awfully early. So sometimes we'll see prices drop in July or August, but never this early. Typically, if we're looking at almost any given year in the Edmonton real estate market between January and June, typically prices rise. Now, last year, we peaked in April and, and our prices stayed the same, April, May, June, and July. That median sales price did not move for those four months, but it definitely didn't go down. And so to see it drop is, is, is really something fascinating that I've never seen. And, and you might say, well, how, why? Why would it, if the market is so hot, why did it drop? Well, it actually slowed down a bit. And so when we'll, we'll continue on with single family sales, just because it's easier to talk about. There were 1,700 single family homes that sold in April. And that seems like a pretty good amount uh, until you find out that there was 1,800 last year and there was actually 1,920 in March. So we're down quite a bit in sales for the month of April compared to the month of March. Uh, Condos is no different. There were 791 condos sold in um, the month of April. And uh, there was 852 that sold in the month of March. So not down quite as much. The condo market is, is, is actually not as big a difference as the single family market, but, uh, but very interesting to see it happen in April. Again, I've never seen it happen this early. This is something that we would normally see that happening in July. What about on the peripheral? We've often over the past year, year and a half, we've focused on what's been happening with acreages and, you know, on the outlying areas, because, People have been kind of flocking to that area, but what's been happening with that recently? Yeah. So 
you know, and, and we might have talked about a month ago about, uh, and I would have said something along the lines of that not everybody should own an acreage. And yeah. uh, it, it all seems like a great idea until you actually move there. And we're noticing a big slowdown in acreage sales when, um, let's just see here, uh, there was 145 acreage sales in the Edmonton, in the greater Edmonton area in April. A year ago, that number was 179. Okay. So uh, again, a slowdown. Uh, acreages are interesting. The median sales price is actually quite a bit higher for acreages, but because we're using a smaller number, when we're using numbers that are under 200, it can be uh, affected quite a bit. Um, it's sitting at 685,000 versus a year ago at 595,000. So, so your acre, acreage sales are, are a little finicky that way, but you know, as COVID is ending, yes. <laughs> knock yeah. on wood, wherever we're sitting, like, you know, um, I think people are realizing that maybe acreage life isn't for them and maybe they need to still stay closer to work or to businesses um, or schools, et cetera. And so I, I think you're, you're, you're going to see a slowdown. Acreages are very uh, cyclical anyway. We, we typically have boom and bust for acreages over the years, regardless of, of pandemics. Uh, but to, yeah, we are seeing a slowdown in that as most people are going back to, let's call it regular life. Uh, for the past couple of years, I've been complaining about just how many listings for condominiums there's been in downtown Edmonton. And I've used numbers like a two-year supply. Well, actually, it's only a one-year supply now. So that's been one of the trade-offs of um, our low inventory throughout most of the city and area, especially for single family homes, there's been a lot less inventory available for buyers to look at, but that number's finally starting to grow for the single family market. And, and the benefit for the condo market downtown is that there is only a, a one-year supply of new um, of, of inventory for sale. They're compounded with the low sales for the month of April there were quite a few more listings. So inventory is, is now really starting to gather. That complaint that buyers were having in February and March where there was nothing to look at and every single house had five to 10 offers on it. Now there's more and more product. And in fact, there were almost 2,800 new single family listings that hit the market and compare that to both last March and, or, or excuse me, last April and this past March, where that number was only 2,400. So there was actually 400 more single family homes listed uh, than the previous month and, and the previous year. So that's quite a bit. The sales to new listing ratio, did we talk about that last month? I think we did. Briefly touched on it, yes. And, and, and so it was a staggering 90% in February, if, if you recall. And, and that means that 90% of the new listings that hit the market actually sold. And, and to put this into perspective, over the past few years, that number is usually around 50%. And for condos, it's more like 30 or 35% at the best. And, and in fact, fell into the 20s for quite some time, for especially for downtown condos. Well, it's now 61%. That's the lowest we've seen it for 2022. And, and so that, that's another telltale sign. Again, when we're looking at who's this market good for, well, it's becoming less and less good for the sellers and, and, and creeping towards a nor, more neutral market. Now I say creeping because we still need a lot more inventory on the market to make it balanced, but at least we're seeing less multiple offers for, for those poor buyers 
because through February and March, Brent, we're hearing stories all over town of buyers having to make three, four, five offers before winning a, a house or before getting a house. And that can be pretty stressful. We'd heard that all across the country for the most well, part. Well, in particular yeah. places like Ontario and British yeah. Columbia, definitely heard that. Interesting stories coming up this past week about the Vancouver market is down finally, but it was surging so crazily that I, there was only really one way to go, and that would be down a little bit. Right. And, and you know, Vancouver is notorious for having the distinction of being the most overpriced real estate in the world, not just in Canada, but in the world is that they just can't justify those prices. And it just seems absolutely crazy that they just keep going up and up. I read a story this morning, in fact, that Ontario in, and the Toronto area is now finally seeing their first dip in prices as well. Yeah. So, so that it, it couldn't last forever, of course, in those marketplaces. And especially if that market is not necessarily being driven by population. And what I mean by that is, is even here in Edmonton, when we're seeing these, these prices rise in the early months of 2022, it's not being driven by a whole bunch of people moving here. It was literally being driven by a whole bunch of first-time buyers getting into the marketplace and buying single-family homes uh, rather than condos, for one, or rather than renting for another. So we still have a pretty high vacancy rate. Ask landlords how many how many empty doors they have, and it's quite high. Uh, this is uh, probably the highest it's been since the mid-90s. And um, so not so great for some landlords, but again, it's been good for homeowners selling their property. But it depends where you're moving to. Right. If you're cashing out and moving somewhere else, you know, you might be moving to a more expensive market if you're moving to British Columbia. Um, and or if you're selling your house to buy another property, you're paying more on the next one. Even if so, if you get multiple offers on yours, be prepared to get to be in a bidding war on the one that you're buying. So my natural inclination, having spent over 35 years in the radio and television business, and hearing that things are dropping a little bit, nothing to panic over, but my natural inclination is to ask one simple question. So what's happening? <laughs> Why? Um, yeah, it, it is. And I don't necessarily have an answer. I wouldn't have predicted it before. Uh, the only things that I can think of is that perhaps because February and March were so busy that a lot of those buyers already purchased and so this is almost just a little correction. Uh, time will tell. I'll have a better idea at the end of this month to see where things are going. Uh, before we signed on, you had asked about interest rates. And then we, we said, oh, we'll wait, we'll wait till we start recording yes. um, to talk about that, to see if that's the effect. And I would say no, that we're not seeing that just yet. You know when we're going to see that? We're going to see that in June and July. That's when things will take a bigger slowdown. And, and the reason I say that is because when you get pre-qualified and hopefully buyers who are out are about to go look at houses, get pre-qualified with their mortgage specialist, they lock in at their rates at that time. And then they generally have 90 to 120 days to take that rate and put it on a house. So these new rates, the interest rates going up last month, um, haven't affected affected us necessarily yet. There's a that car will the carryover affect. effect is what it is, really? That's right. Okay. Yeah. So, so most of these buyers have till the end of June, at least, to get uh, that uh, get their mortgage onto a property. And so you'll still see some good sales in May and even the beginning of June. 
midway through June and July, that's when we'll start seeing the interest rate effects. And, and I mean, there's already talk, they just raised them and there's already talk that they didn't raise them enough. Right. And so we might be seeing a, a further uh, increase in interest rates and what they're trying to do is, is, and it seems to possibly be working in markets like Toronto and Vancouver, where things are slowing down and markets like Edmonton are caught in the shrapnel, so to speak, right. where it will affect our market as well. Now, the one thing when we talk about interest rates, the major reason why they're going up is to control the other thing, other issue and the other thing, inflation, inflation. So, yeah. you know, I don't even know uh, if that's, if we can even touch on that because it affects so many other things other than just real estate, but let's go there. Yeah. Well, I mean, inflation is above my pay grade, let's be honest, but um, I can see what the Canadian government is going to do. It'll make our dollar stronger. And here in Alberta, again, I'm not an economist, (laughs) but uh, I look at it as that being a good thing for our oil industry. And the stronger our oil industry is, the better. So most of the oil uh, companies that I know of are doing very well. The only thing we haven't seen is we haven't seen them start to hire yet. So some of them are making some good profits and they're making up for, you know, five, six bad years in a row. And so paying off some of the debt that they might've had, I'm waiting for them to start bringing in people from the Maritimes, from Ontario with jobs. And then that will be a better way to increase values on property when it's driven by other people coming into the province. What we need here is at least another 100,000 Albertans to help eat up the inventory that that we will have on the market. Because believe you me, the last time we had conditions like this was 2007. And we went from a complete seller's market in May to a complete and total buyer's market by July 1st. Our market changed in about 45 days where inventory quadrupled. And we're now starting to see that inventory trickle up as we've got more and more listings hitting the market daily. And like I said, that sales to new listing ratio is a good gauge when only 61% of them are selling. And that seems like a fine number, but when we compare it to uh, 90% in February or even 75% last April, that we're going to see inventory rise quite substantially. When we look at smaller markets, sometimes when we use the big numbers, when I use these greater Edmonton numbers, it's hard to fathom what 7,000 listings might look at look like. But let's, let's use a smaller market like Sherwood Park, where most of 2022, there was only 100 properties for sale for those first three months of the year. And now there's 150. And so you think, oh, that's, that's only 50 more, but it's literally 50% more. So, so that's quite uh, an increase. And probably by the end of May, that number will be 250 is my guess, is what we'll see. And that number by the July 1st is probably going to be 400. There'll be 400 listings. Again, there was 100 for the first three months. And then by July, there'll be 400 active listings on the market. Trying to get my head wrapped around where this province is. And I've lived in Alberta most of my life, but I've also spent a good chunk of time in Saskatchewan and Manitoba. But this market, both Edmonton and Calgary, just weird because I'll give you an example. In Calgary, uh, the middle of last month, And drove through some areas that I lived in, and I cannot believe the growth of the city. And we keep talking about how, oh, this city is suffering. This city is having these problems (laughs) and having that problems. And I drive through these areas with all these new homes being built, and I'm going, where is everybody coming from? And you can do the exact same thing in Edmonton. There's some areas to the south, southwest that have just gone crazy. And, And you just wonder, 
Okay, so we talk about the markets being maybe a little soft or maybe a little shaky, yet it's still, the beat goes on, man. Mm-hmm. Uh, I know we have talked about this. This is the, there's the, this is a, a national association of realtors stats. So that's an American stat, but it holds true here in Canada as well, is that, that this has been the single greatest era for parents loaning deposits or down payments to their children in the history of, of these countries. So we've never seen a greater percentage of people loaning money to somebody else to buy a house. Right. And so that's where the people are coming from in, in case you're wondering why, why is there no product? Well, why do they keep building these houses? Is that um, the millennials, is, is that what they're still called by the way? Boy, I, I've I, lost I, track. Yeah, I'm still you lost sold. X. Let, let's yeah let's let's the, the the late 20 sums and the early 30 sums are buying houses in droves they're okay. not renting yeah and uh that they're eating up that inventory is what's happening by okay. the way so good on them and, and i'm hearing more and more and we've got young clients that are coming to us who are buying rental properties before they're even 30 years old um and and i i have a friend whose son has now already purchased a, a airbnb that he's running really and and he's He's in his twenties, and and so um, the, it, interesting to see that these young people are, are starting businesses. Uh, before we go, because I know we're going to wrap up here real quick, I, I wanted just to talk about some of those numbers. So the median sales price for Edmonton, and and when I use the median sales price, that's just basically the benchmark price or what an average house is. Okay, and it's now at four hundred and sixty-six thousand, and it was a month ago. It, it was at just over four hundred and sixty-eight. So again, not a big panic. And in fact, if we compare that number to a year ago, it was four hundred and twenty-five. So by no means is this Armageddon. Everything is really well. Um, the median number that you'll hear when you're uh, listening to the radio or, or watching on TV, it's actually gone up. And that's the average sales price for Edmonton. And last month it was 503. And I had mentioned that that's the first time in the history of Edmonton it's ever been over 500. Right. Well, it's actually now 510,988. So $511,000. I hate that number only because it, it, it's, it's really inconsistent and it can be thrown off by a couple of numbers. For example, in March, there were three properties that sold between 2 million and 2.8 million. And, and, and 2.8 being the highest sale in the Edmonton area for, for properties in March. In April, there were actually five sales over 2 million, including one over 3 million and one over 5 million. So those will affect that average sale price and actually in, increase it. So it's not an accurate number of an of an average house in Edmonton. And so that's why we always use the median price. So again, the median price of a house in Edmonton is 466,000. And although that's a lot of money, don't get me wrong, that is still ridiculously affordable when compared to every every other major market in North America. Mm-hmm. Not just Canada, but North America. And in fact, uh, Canada uh, or excuse me, Edmonton is the most affordable major market in Canada. And when we look at North America, we're the number four marketplace in North America for major cities for affordability. And even Calgary ranks in the top 20. So still, even though we're talking about something, you know, 466,000, my first house was $82,000. And now we're talking about 466,000. It's still relatively affordable when it comes to the global market and and the North American market. So, so there's still, 
still room to grow. You know, do we think that prices are going to fall? Well, no, not when Ottawa is selling at 875,000 and, and Toronto's at 1.1 and Vancouver's at 1.2, that 466, there's still lots of room for Edmonton to grow as far as that median sales price. So you don't have to worry about, oh my God, if I buy a house in 2022, is it going to be worth substantially less in a year or two? And my best guess is that no, that it's probably still going to continue to climb. When we look at the condominium price, it fell. Um, it was 225 at the end of March. It's now 220,000. And when we compare it to a year ago, that number was 213,500. Okay. So we're down five grand from last month, but we're up 7,500 from a year ago. So the biggest difference that we're noticing with condominiums is that average days on market. If you recall, let's go back pre-pandemic. The average days on market was 113 days Okay. for condominiums. It's now 74. Look at that. That's a pretty good um, increase. And then, of course, we've had these crazy times for the single family houses and the bidding wars and people selling their houses on the first week or two. Uh, average days on market back in 2019 for a single family house was 88 days. It's now 30. And in fact, if I look at the median... It's actually uh, 14 days is the median wow. uh, days on market for, again, a house. Let's, let's call it a $450,000 house in the Edmonton market. You're probably only going to be on the market for 14 days. See, you come on to this podcast with all these stats and you make perfect sense to me. And, and yet I can only sum it up like in two ways. Like we talk at the, uh, about the month of March and I would sum it up like this. And then I look at this last month, a little bit of a dip, and I would have summed it up like this. Yeah, so that's, see, that's how I do it. You might use stats, but not me. I'm, there you go. Hey, are we done? Is that it? Is that's, that it for that's another month? It in a nutshell. If somebody would like to talk more in depth about the market, um, then we're never too busy to, to take that phone call or meet for coffee. You can reach our team directly, 780-464-0075. Or you can find us on the web at macintoshgroup.ca. And if you want to talk to me just for fun, <laughs> you're more than welcome to give me a shout. Hey, uh, you're, you're, yeah. Bryn is one of the punniest guys I know. Come on, really? <laughs> anyway, and I know how much you love a good pun. You and William <laughs> <Yes>. Shakespeare. <laughs> if only he were alive today. Uh, but he does live on forever, however. Now, listen, thanks for your time. Looking forward to uh, seeing how how this next month goes and it's uh, it's always fun to watch to see uh, the dynamics of the market. That's uh, this that's is by sure. far the busiest time of the year, and and when we as real estate agents have the most fun. You got it. That's it for today. If uh, if you want to send us some feedback, we'd love to hear it. So make sure you drop us a line. And uh, thanks for tuning in. I'm Brent Griffiths. He's Brent McIntosh, and we'll see you next time. 